Hello and welcome. This is the Fit for Privacy podcast, the podcast for professionals. I'm your host Punit Bhatia. In this podcast, we talk to influencers so that you get to listen and learn from their experiences and thoughts. Remember, this is not legal advice and if you need one, please contact a professional with your situation. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fit for Privacy podcast. Today we have a very special guest. She's the founding member of Euro Digital. She's a valued speaker at seminars and events across the globe. She's also in direct contact with national and international players and is the voice of business and IT at different levels of government and regulators. Ladies and gentlemen, she is Danielle Jacobs, the CEO of Peltog in Belgium. Welcome, Danielle. Hi, welcome. Uh, thank you for inviting me, Punit. I'm so happy to have you. So, would you be telling us something about Beltug and also about yourself? So, my name is uh, Danielle Jacobs and I am the CEO of Beltug. Beltug is the association of uh, digital technology leaders in Belgium. That means our audience are people uh, from large companies, mid-sized companies as well coming from the business user side of the market. So our members, uh, we have 490 companies as a member. They are banks, they are retail, industry, public institutions. So it's really the demand side of, uh, of the market. Uh, what do we do? We aim uh, to tackle challenges of uh, the organizations. Uh, so covering topics like privacy, for example, but also data governance, IoT, 5G, hybrid IT, and so on. So it's a very special for us to bring companies together to exchange experiences. That's uh, what's most important. Very interesting. And I can vouch for that, having been in your sessions, that yes, exchange experience is one thing that Belltook does very, very well for companies of different size. But uh, how does privacy fit into the priorities of Belltook? Well, uh, because uh, we work on the priorities of our members, uh, we saw that privacy is something very, very important. It became important before the introduction of the GDPR in Europe. Um, but we see there are so many questions and so many uh, possibilities to exchange knowledge because this is a new domain, although the GDPR exists for two years now, uh, there are still new guidelines, there are some new decisions and, and so on. So we really see the benefit of bringing privacy specialists together so that they can learn from each other, whether it's about implementation of cookies, whether it's now about the COVID-19 situation and the new challenges for privacy, whether it's about GDPR audits and especially in our domain, as we are an association of, of uh, IT user sites, which kind of questions do you need to ask to your IT providers to make sure that they are compliant with, uh, uh, with, with the privacy regulations? So privacy is one of our top priorities right now. It's fascinating to see how GDPR or privacy is becoming important for everyone. Mm -hmm. Of course, companies need to comply. There are privacy professionals and there are consulting firms. There contractors and in vendors and now I also understand that companies facilitating guiding other organizations also are touched by privacy it's interesting <laughs> <laughs> so how would you describe uh, 
GDPR in one word. That's a question I generally ask, and it's quite popular. <laughs> okay, it's a challenge. It's a challenge, indeed. It is a challenge, absolutely. And you mentioned that the companies also find a lot of challenges in terms of uh, implementing GDPR or being compliant with privacy. So what do you observe is happening in different companies? Of course, you do a lot of things, as you mentioned, Internet of Things, AI, technology. But in terms of privacy specifically, what do you observe is happening or how has the journey been in last two years and where they are right now? Well, um, it's of course a very mixed, uh, mixed view because different countries are, are uh, different companies are at different levels. But maybe I can I can say what we find as as positive from the GDPR and also where the yeah. the next challenges still are because there are still many. <laughs> so what we feel in companies uh, is that they say uh, the extended scope, so the the broader material and territorial scope from. GDPR, what with the legislation we had before it really ensures that all actors present on the uh, at the IU um, at the in Europe uh, they are subject to the to the same rules so that's that's positive and there's also increased harmonization uh, as the GDPR is a regulation it applies directly in in all EU members so that is that is common knowledge but what we see now and that is very interesting we we feel is that GDPR is also setting the standards um, for comparable legal initiatives outside Europe. If right. It's happening in California or even, even in Brazil. Uh, we have in Belgium about 60% of our members that work uh, at an international level. And so for them, it's very uh, important to see that what are the possibilities, where can you cooperate or work in the same way in different countries? And what about the, the rest of the world? Because Europe is just Europe and not, not everything. <laughs> so that's about uh, um, the extended scope and the increased harmonization. Um, what is very important, I think, is that because of the GDPR, what we see is that now companies know privacy is important. That is a very, very big difference than what it was two years ago. Right. So that's, uh, that's, that's a major, uh, uh, a major difference. So the, the most companies are now more aware and we get now more and more questions from our CIOs, for example, mm -hmm. uh, to say, how can we explain to our boards how important uh, the privacy protection is, not only for the fines, but also for the image of the company. So you see the, the knowledge, the awareness is, is, is much bigger than, than it used to be. And I think that is very important as we all deal, but we are in a data economy. So that's uh, that's a very a very positive point. What also is interesting is that we see now more and more uh, that that data protection becomes a kind of sales argument. So uh, <laughs> no, but it's it's true. It becomes a competitive advantage. Absolutely. That's that's, that's a very yeah, a big advantage of of what uh, although we. We complain a lot in our privacy council about, oh, this GDPR, it's difficult and it's a lot of work. Right. But at the other hand, you see that it is a, 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 an advantage that we have this kind of, uh, of privacy regulation as well, because it really brought data protection as a, a mainstream discussion topic. So that is, uh, that's, that's positive. Of course, there is also room for improvement. Uh, what we see is that a lot of DPOs and, and companies, they really suffer from all the GDPR documentation, 
the transparency obligations, they really require a significant amount of work. Right. So this is something where, where companies ask, is this really bringing added value uh, to the, the data subjects we, we want to protect? Uh, another difficult one is, uh, although we have the harmonization because it's a, a European regulation, member states have different options and that makes it very difficult because if you have differences on, uh, uh, well, for example, on the IT tools, uh, right. tools people want to use for, 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 for GDPR, so it's very diff difficult because all the countries can do different different things. It's difficult for HR uh, departments because in some countries you are not allowed uh, to, um, to store specific data and in other countries you need to store that specific right. data. It's, 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 uh, it's complicated. And maybe a last one. Uh, on the supervision, as I said before, uh, about 60% of our companies works at an international level. Belgium is a very small country. Uh, and so the superv supervision is now attributed to the national authorities. But the coherence mechanism and the one-stop shop, they are not perfect at all. Uh, so it's not a, a real replacement for unified and harmonized uh, supervision. And if you see, for example, the, the regulator uh, in Ireland, they get really a lot of, uh, a lot of questions. And, and so that's, uh, that's something there is still uh, room for, uh, for improvement as well. I think you rightly picked up that there's a lot of scope for improvement. And as it's a new law, people mm -hmm. as well as regulators, companies as well as regulators and people, everybody is getting used to things, getting used to the new normal, used to uh, how do they have to act in one-stop shop because they never did so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And if you can drill down to one big challenge for companies right now, what would that be? You mentioned a lot of them, but what would be the biggest challenge for companies? The biggest challenge I see uh, within companies, and that's a kind of common denominator, uh, is the difficulties when you have a, a legislation. So that's legal text that is especially about interpretation. And a lot of the GDPR implementation is about putting it in, in software where you need yes or no, <laughs> one or zero. Right. So there is a big, a, a, a big challenge. And a second challenge, not at the level of the companies, but especially at the level of the DPOs. Uh, we see that a lot of DPOs are really suffering with their position within the company. So in the GDPR, there's a central role for the data protection officer. Right. And, yeah, and, and while this role, it, it has been uh, described extensively in both GDPR, uh, but we see that DPOs really suffer uh, from, from how to fulfill the role, uh, whether it's about the position in the organization, the resources they get, their independence. So we see there is still, uh, uh, there's, there's a kind of uh, frustration, I can say. Yeah, and I think frustration is also from multiple dimensions because I don't know uh, what, if you mean that, but sometimes gdpr requires them to be legal professionals it professionals communication professionals stakeholder management everything is upon the dpo and yeah. at that central role you cannot sometimes be on top of each and everything and you can't find people with so many skills in one person and it is very difficult to find the right person that's also that's we true. hear something more <laughs> and more and there is another kind of professional or academic data protection qualification scheme 
which is is uh, uh, experienced as, as really very good. So there, there are different uh, uh, certifications, but we see that our DPOs that they still feel there's a there's a shortage of um, of a very good framework. Right. I think the certifications are good for a purpose, but if you want to have a holistic view and holistic mm -hmm. education, there are not too many mm -hmm. options or holistic yeah. options at the moment. And, and how as a company, how can you know, how can you demonstrate your your, your DPO is, is, is qualified? There's not a real benchmark. So uh, that is something which pops up now the last months in, in our privacy council. So that's... Uh, yeah. I think uh, more than how can you demonstrate your DPO is uh, a, a capable person. The question before is how do you hire a good one or how do you benchmark one versus the other? But it's the same thing. Yeah. Once you are sure, you can always demonstrate. Yeah, and and, and also a very big dif dif difficulty in companies is the the creation of awareness at all at the level of all the employees. Uh, so what we've done because we saw that that companies were suffering. We did so. We brought together, I think it was about 16 companies, and they uh, exchanged all the the different um, training programs they've received for, for example, people from HR, people from uh, IT, the the general employee, the board members, to say how many times, how much time would you spend to explain them the importance of GDPR because of course for somebody from HR it's much more important than for the the, the, the usual uh, employee so that, that was a very interesting exercise I, I think because that's a very big challenge for all companies as well to see it's, it's not just a one-time shot you have to repeat the awareness uh, always again and again as well yeah absolutely and so from DPO perspective, it is certainly a challenge in terms of interpreting and automating or kind of explaining what the law is. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes person-based. But is that also a challenge from companies' perspective or do companies face a different challenge? No, it's the same because the, the DPO is, is, is part of them. We just see that the, 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 the reactions we get from, from the DPOs right now is can we do something together to, to work on this uh, status of, of the DPO within companies because it's difficult for them to each in their own company just to ask the, say, the, the good questions to their management. Um, so that's that's one thing. So at the level of DPO, they, they, they certainly feel there's a kind of friction for for uh, for some of them. That's yeah. one thing. And at the level of the companies, it is also difficult because sometimes I hear companies uh, managers say, "Oh, the DPO, they, they are doing difficult because they ask too many, <laughs> they they ask too much." But of course, these people are doing their job and they they have they have their independence. So uh, that's a it, a balanced approach is needed, but uh, it's not always so so easy. No, that's true in everything in life. I mean, we need a balanced approach, but the balance is the most challenging aspect of life, mm -hmm. and in this case, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> because we have a law which is a framework and from yeah. framework each company needs to make its interpretation yeah. and sometimes you see left and right you see the grass is greener on the other side and it's, so. it's especially if you see uh in, in a company if if sometimes I, I i think the gdpr was made by 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 people having in mind the googles and the facebooks but of course the law applies to everybody and also the small companies well every company all, all, although they make seats or whatever uh, needs to comply 
and and it is it is complicated. So even even whether you're a large company or a small company, it's it's difficult for for everybody. It's you don't only have the GDPR. You have all these guidelines from from the European uh, uh, supervisor. You have the, the the national guidelines. You have the the cases now coming. Yeah. So it's 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 continuing. It's it's not something which is finished. Um, so. Um, yeah, it is challenging, and I think you mentioned it very rightly. This is the situation that we are describing in most large companies who can afford, who can have a privacy professional. Imagine a small company who cannot, I mean, financially uh, put, or from a time perspective, put a full-time DPO or full-time privacy professional. How would they learn? How would they manage all these things? It's a yeah, big, but even big challenge. It's also a challenge for large companies because they can have some privacy professionals within their company, but their the size of the data and the departments and the, the number of people they need to deal with is it's much larger as well. So, I think it's difficult for everybody. So, um, yeah, it is difficult for everybody, and now the complication is starting when other laws, of course, GDPR inspired or GDPR based, are coming up. But each country their slight variation, and that slight variation doesn't yeah. help. Yeah, that really doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> it only adds up to, as you mentioned earlier on, the complexity in technical systems, because you expect a straightforward binary information, if this, then that, then that. Yeah, yeah. That's the main but challenge we see. Yeah, yeah but the it's not like that. At one hand and the, 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 the IT implementations at the other hand, which do not fit together. No, and I think the answer, especially in GDPR, is it depends. And that <laughs> never helps in IT systems. Yeah. It depends his favorite answer of consultants, but it doesn't help uh, companies. No. So it, it, it was wonderful uh, to have this uh, quick chat, but mm -hmm. if you could pick one quick message or benefits towards companies, what would that quick message be? For the, the benefit for companies uh, to have GDPR? You mean? Yeah, let's start with that. Well, uh, as I, I said before, so the awareness within the companies of what they are doing with their data. So it's not all, all, only that they are scared maybe at uh, the board level from, oh, we could have a fine or we can have a, a data leak. It's also a positive something because because of GDPR, companies really need to make a very uh, good exercise. Where are their data? Who has access to their data? And that really opened the minds of a lot of people. So I think that's a very, very big benefit. Right, absolutely. I think they were running the data analytics, big data systems mm -hmm. on without knowing what's underneath it, and now they start to know it. Yeah, and that's it a... makes them uh, more ready for everything what is now coming from the data economy with AI and, and big data, uh, IoT, 5G, it's, it's all interlinked. So uh, it's, it's good that companies realize the kind of data they have and how they need to be protected. Absolutely. So we have an audience which is generally business professionals and privacy professionals. So if you were to give one message to all of them, what would that be? <laughs> A lot of courage. <laughs> A lot of courage. <laughs> That's interesting and very sharp shot. <laughs> Lots of courage. Yes, you need a lot of courage to be in privacy field and to stay, stay there, hang in there and things will take care yeah, with I'm action always, and time. Uh, I'm always very, uh, well, I, I've 
I get a lot of energy of, of, of our meetings of, of our privacy council where so our, our privacy specialists meet mm -hmm. because they always have so many things to discuss and every meeting there are new uh, topics that pop up where they want to have uh, chats on and where they have they want to have special interest groups on so uh, it's uh, it's an exciting topic right it is exciting it's never boring no. even in a pandemic it has been it has been one law that has been most talked about oh, yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, we, we we had uh, the discussion in, in in our privacy council on, on what about uh, taking the temperature of employees when they come back uh, to work what about uh, applications to 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 see whether the social distancing is is kept and, and it's all the questions are about privacy it's not right. a technology, it's a privacy yeah, but as, as we said, GDPR has put privacy at the heart of every discussion that's happening in business these days. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Okay, so in essence of time, Daniel, thanks for being with us. It was a pri privilege and a pleasure to talk to you. And it was very useful, a broad, holistic view on what's happening with privacy professionals and companies. So thank you so much for your time. No, thank you for inviting me, Punit. Thanks, Daniel. And... For everyone else, see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you like this effort. Please do click like, comment and share. It is okay if you did not like it. Please still do make a comment and share with us what we can improve. If you have suggestions, ideas for guests or you want to have your question answered, please email me. My email is info at punitbhatia.com. You can also share this with others. And if you do so while tagging me in, I will personally thank and acknowledge your contribution in coming episodes. Thanks once more and look forward to seeing you back. Till then, stay safe, stay blessed and stay happy.